0: Welcome to the SEEK23 podcast. We're so glad you're here. I'm Erin Falbo, one of the SEEK MCs and your host for this season. This podcast is a place of community, collaboration, and inspiration created to invite and encourage you deeper into relationship with Jesus. We can't wait for you to hear. Today we're hearing from our friends at Saints Alive. This is a radio theater podcast that tells the stories of the saints like never before. In this episode, the team talks about their past experience at SEEK and the theme of You Are Called. Additionally, they've put together a special production at the end of this episode on the patron saint of SEEK 23, Pope Saint John Paul II. It's one you don't wanna miss.
1: All right, hi everyone, my name is Alex.
0: And I'm Melissa.
2: And I'm Tanner.
1: And we are the team behind Saints Alive, and we are so pumped to be a part of SEEK 23. So pumped. Um, So pumped. (laughs) <laughs> and we just wanted to talk about this awesome theme and kind of t- tell you all a little bit of our story and the story of Saints Alive. Yeah. So, um, Melissa, do you want to start us off here?
3: Sure. Um, we can just start off by introducing ourselves. Um, so, my name's Melissa, and I have been to Seek five times, but I don't think I've been in um, six or seven years. So, it's been a long time. Um, but I am a mom of two. I am a nurse and um, with my husband, Alex, and our best friend, Tanner, we started this podcast, which is a radio theater podcast on the Saints. Yes, yeah, so we're really excited.
2: Melissa is a warrior mother. Uh, this is Tanner Kalina. I was a focus missionary for two years. I am now a missionary with the Avoda Collective. And before that, I was an actor out in Los Angeles where I became best pals with Alex and we've been trying to to make stories together for better part of a decade now and Saints Alive is the fruit of a lot of trial and error
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that it is that it is <laughs> but that's how life is you know um yeah and this is Alex uh, as Tanner mentioned we met out in LA both pursuing acting and film and yeah many attempts at being storytellers and yeah i think that you know leaning into the theme here we both felt a definitive call to tell stories worth telling and that's really what really moved our hearts to to pursue the industry in a different way to follow christ first and to figure out what stories he's calling us to tell that was really the seed behind saints alive was to tell stories worth telling and to follow God in that, um, yeah, definitely a lot of trial and error. Though <laughs> it took a long time to figure out what we were doing, and and I think that that's just um, that's the adventure, though, you know, is to figure out where God's leading you and to fall into uh, success with Him when He when He leads you.
3: Um. So Tanner, I want to hear you've been to seek quite a few times. What was the most impactful part of it? Or, um, I don't know, what's like your biggest Seek story that you want everybody to hear?
2: So I went to Seek in 2015, I believe it was, in Nashville, Tennessee. You were there also, weren't you? I was there. Yeah, come on. We were both there. That's so cool. We didn't know each other at the time, but I remember, so Mike, Father Mike Schmitz has his famous talk, you know, The Hour That Will Change Your Life, which I'm sure every focus missionary has sent to students they've walked with and, and their families and more. But I was front row for that talk. Mm. And it was, the, it was kind of the talk leading up to adoration. And I think what makes every Sikh seek is their adoration. You know, you hear stories of this like warrior prayer team praying and interceding on behalf of all the thousands of students for like miracles and conversions to happen. And I remember when the priest walked around with the Eucharist, and this is right after Father Mike just rocked my world, my students or my friends were really pouring into me and like telling me the the validity and like the power of the Eucharist. Hmm. And he was proceeding around and, you know, giving personal benedictions to some people and uh, the person I was walking with in discipleship, my missionary, you know, just like put his hand on me and started praying with me. And he started crying. And then, like, I started crying. And then Jesus came here and we both started crying more. And it's just this awesome experience. Mm-hmm. And it left me with like a real kind of inspiration to like be a saint. And then, flash, flash forward five or six years, and <clears throat> we had Seek, COVID Seek, and we were at a hotel. And and it came time for adoration, and our, our priest went and gave a personal benediction to each student, and I was fortunate enough to like hold candles in front as he like proceeded, and like whenever he'd get to someone, they would just like burst into tears, like popcorn, like as soon as he would get to them, they would just pop. And then I wanted to like pull the same move my missionary did, so I I, I was like, Lord, who do you want me to pray with? And I I prayed with this guy I had just met him, and. It was just a beautiful experience, and then flash forward another two years, and he was my he's my brother in law now. So, yeah, just kind of the Lord has moved a lot for me in adoration at Seek. It's it's the most powerful time in the world.
3: Hmm. That's so neat too, because right now you're like you're focusing this year on the Eucharist. So God's been working on your heart through that for a long time.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I'm still plucking away fruits from that. It's like yeah. It was a powerful experience for me. What about you? You went to five of them.
3: I went to five. I went when I was in high school um, for the very first time in Orlando. Um, And I think, so the first couple of times going, it was just like the sheer number of faithful, cool, hysterical, beautiful Catholics. And I was like, what the heck? This is so cool, you know? but later on um i don't know so initially you know i was younger and i was just i don't know if it's your first time going to seek it's it's moving literally just to see that many catholics in one place um but then once i got older um i was in nursing school and i was working my tail off and um i still struggle with this but I'm really type A. And I just, I just remember going in and being like, you know, like meticulously picking, like, what talks am I going to go to? And like, what am I going to get out of this? And it was just so like me centered. Um, and I don't even remember. I think it was just an accumulation of different talks, but um, it was just a really, humbling experience for me um, because it just really reaffirmed like nothing else matters you Mm. know and you're in college and you think that like oh like you know my faith life is a big part of me and nursing school that's a huge part and my friends like those really matter to me and I'm involved in this other thing and it's just one thing and it's so busy and you have so many obligations and like you know my schedule was always booked and it was just that like that really deep centering that this is the only thing that matters, not just now in college, but for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, And if I don't start living that way now, when will I?
0: Mm. You know, like
3: (laughs) right now I have these focus missionaries who want to meet with me. I have Bible studies. I have faithful friends. And like I'm going to leave and I'm going to be in the world. And if I don't start these habits now, what am I going to start? So it was kind of like a really good kick in the pants my last few years going
2: kick in the pants come kick on kick
3: in the man. pants
2: <laughs> is Guys, that a I saying? I have to tell you this that's...
3: <laughs> wait it's not a saying?
2: no that's definitely a that's saying definitely, <laughs> okay. no it's definitely not a saying no it right, we'll is look a look saying will look it up <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you've never been to one, man. No, guys, I've been to twenty-three seeks. I forgot to tell you about that. <laughs> in spirit, yeah. <laughs> I've been to
1: like so many in spirit. <laughs> well, you're gonna um, have a
2: good time with this upcoming one, man.
1: Yeah, no, I'm really, I'm really excited. I, oh, what's the word? Um, I was like deprived, deprived yeah. as a Catholic for not going, not being able to go. Um I would have been at the, my sister was at the seek that you guys were all at to go. Oh, yeah.
2: Tara was.
1: Yeah. Mm. And um I don't remember why I couldn't go, why I couldn't go. Probably for some stupid reason. But um I really do love the the theme this year. I can talk about that of uh you are called. Is it you are called or we are called? Either way. Either way. <laughs> well we're all called, but you are we called. Are. Yeah, so it's you are called I don't know I just think that right now today like that's such an important thing to reflect on is like you know how is God calling you and how are we being called by God and just this moment of extreme need within the church and within the culture generally you know I just feel like you know we're all being called towards courage towards sacrifice and towards faith um, and many other you know virtues right now as well but just we're living in times when like, yeah, like we, we are, we are being called in very, you know, kind of um, I would say bold ways to live differently than the culture and to invite Christ into helping us live in those ways um, is something that I think for every college student right now, especially is probably, you know, seeing and feeling on campus in very in particular ways, depending on where they're going. I didn't get to go to a Catholic campus, so I know that it's probably different depending on you know where these college kids are you know listening to us from if they're on a Catholic campus or if they're not on a Catholic campus. But I don't know. I think it's a beautiful theme for us all to be reflecting on. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that, but well, I, I just feel like it's so important right now.
2: Well, where to put that into kind of like something tangible, like where. Have, where have you felt the Lord's call in your life? Hmm.
1: Um, well, to bring it back home here, I have felt the Lord's call to, to really help people to see his love through, through storytelling and to realize that like we're all part of this crazy story of love with God. You know and he's given us the best story ever in his son in his passion and his resurrection and that story needs to be known like this is the good news you know that that jesus the son of god came to die for me and came to die for you and and defeated death and and you know offers us eternal life and, and eternal salvation and that there is meaning to life. Like there's su- that that right there is such a call to make known in this world today that just is so longing for meaning. So yeah, like that's that's something that I feel like very called towards. <laughs> Melissa, what? <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Alex, was just one of your come on,
1: that was not a tangent. That was great, it was a
3: great tangent. I love that. That was beautiful. It. You can cut out my
1: laughing. I will definitely cut out your laughing. Yeah. No, no,
2: no, don't cut out the laugh. <laughs> no, I love it. That was greatness. Um, Alex, no, it really was.
3: Yeah, you need to be on a podium speaking. Well, this is a podcast.
1: This is a podium. <laughs> we are on a podium right now.
3: Oh my gosh! Is there like a tangent? <laughs> so, okay,
2: Alex, you. Uh, you said that the Lord, you felt like the Lord called you through storytelling. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And there's no doubt that you have an awesome skill for storytelling. You're the most talented guy in front of and, and behind the camera, combination. Uh, why is that of anyone I know? <clears throat> but is there, is there, not but, like in that call, is there like a way that the Lord called you into that? Like how have you discerned that like, that is your call? How, how has He moved in that?
1: hmm i don't know um the lord moves in mysterious ways (laughs) (laughs) um i would just say that like um
2: like say there's a college student right now who's like oh i think i might have that same calling like how how do you how have you like been like moved forward in confidence in that what would you say to him um
1: i would say that you have to test it you know like is this something that you're willing to, you know, sacri- like, I don't know. I think that you have to be willing to sacrifice it for God. You know, I think that, um, there's been instances within my life that I'll, obviously this is a dream of mine to be a storyteller and to do this. And I feel very called towards, towards using my talents. And I think like, you know, with vocation work, you know, you have to figure out and investigate, honestly, where your strengths lie and, you know, where has God given you natural gifts and and offer those gifts up to God um, in unselfish ways. And so, yeah, like there is definitely moments in my journey where I could, like, I, I wanted to like, you know, God, I want to do this my way. You know, I want to do this my way. And instead... And, I, and I've done it my way, you know, and, and I've failed. And basically came to many instances in prayer where I was like, you know, God, if you don't want me to do this, then then take this away from me. Then take this desire away. Um, but if you mm-hmm. want me to do this, then, then help redeem this within me and show me the way that you want it to be put to work.
2: Yeah, I think that's huge right there, is the ability to say, like, I want this... But Lord, if you don't want this for me, take it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like that posture, that heart posture right there is like huge for like testing a call,
0: mm-hmm. as,
2: as you're talking about. Like, I know for like when I was like with Allie, when I was like discerning marriage with her, I was like, Lord, I love this woman. I want to marry her. <clears throat> if it's not your will, like I give her to you, take her away, make her break up with me, do whatever you need to do. But like. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like what I want, where I feel like you're moving me.
3: No, something that just kind of occurred to me as we were talking about this is um, advice I got in college. Um, so, I mean, most people listening to this are going to seek. And if they're not, then you should be. This should be your determining factor just to go and book it. Um, but advice that I heard from my spiritual director um, that I just can't forget, thank goodness. But um, he said, you know, God gave you a heart to follow, but he also gave you a gut. And, you know, for those of you that are walking into this and wondering what these words mean, you are called, what does that mean in your life? You know, just really letting, letting that gut instinct that God gave you kick in and really listening to it and going for it. You know, I wish... I think that there were times where I knew exactly what I needed to do especially in college and I was just too afraid you know so if you walk away from seek with anything it's you know what are you called to do and maybe it's something really small or maybe it's that decision that you've been putting off for a long time but mm. I mean there's no better place to discern it with adoration constantly and priests around every corner and faithful Catholics and it's just a great experience Confession confession
2: yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the one thing we are all called to do though is become saints and that's true and uh, working on saints alive creating saints alive getting it off the ground uh, watching you guys kind of like just full steam ahead and me getting to be like a lucky little little hand here and there like the saints just have like so inflicted that in me and also like the draw to the Eucharist, um, being surrounded by like other like-minded people going after it. Like we're all called to become saints. And so, yeah, just like before we kind of transition to our episode here real quick, like, where do you feel like, how do you feel like the saints have like impacted your your call to sainthood?
3: Oh man, um, they've just challenged it in like the littlest lines. So this past year just, you know we've been writing all these scripts for all of our saints and really coming to know them and i'll find myself just hung up on like the tiniest little phrase or sentence from a saint that just echoes on my heart um that just grounds me again so like i talked about that experience where at seek you know it like brought me back um because it's the only thing that matters is Christ in your life. And the saints have the way of doing that with like a sentence. Mm-hmm. you know if you let them into your heart, they can really change you. Um, so I really I feel so blessed that we've got I've gotten to know the Saints more this past year. Um, and yeah, just it's like that constant reminder that I was made for sainthood, not just my to-do list or being a mom or being a wife. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah no I would say the same that like you know we're all called to be saints and that means like you know we're all called yeah to be like really powerful witnesses of Christ and, and to be with him in heaven and I don't know I think that like you know once you start to realize that like yeah the church believes that we can all be saints and Work towards that. Work towards like holiness. It just like it changes everything that you do, and like how you do it. It yeah. you know it brings a whole nother level of like dignity and and just intense belief that God is working within you and everything that you
2: do. Hmm. Anna, what about you? <clears throat> the line, uh, our listeners will get it if they keep on listening here. But the line that kind of put Jan Tiranowski, JP2's mentor, into his big, deeper version and and kind of radical transformation of his life is he heard a priest say, it's not difficult to become a saint. And like, it's really not. We just have to full send it. And like, Mm -hmm. yeah, there are difficult things you'll have to do, like maybe cutting out friendships or relationships or um, taking big leaps that the Lord is is calling you, um, in a certain direction, but the Lord has proven time and time again in my life that he'll take care of it if you just take that leap. And so, Mm. um, yeah, it is not difficult to become a saint. So I, I, I think modern America, like we just overcomplicate it and, and, and make it this most complex, deep, you know, oh, like hard thing in the world.
1: <laughs> that was a great sound but effect.
2: But it, it it just requires like a daily a daily yes to like pursuing the Lord as hard as you can.
3: Hmm. All right. Well, All right. Tanner wrote a really awesome episode for you guys because we realized that we could come on here and talk about ourselves, but our real podcast is storytelling of the saints in this radio drama format so we thought let's do what we're doing the best we can and um yeah tanner give us a little like background on what you put together
2: so c23's patron saint is saint pope john paul ii and (laughs) every focus missionary listening here knows this story but um pope john paul ii was mentored by a guy when he was college-aged. Uh, Jan Tiranowski, he just took in uh, the young men that he was serving at his parish and poured into them, invested in them. He did the focus model, win, build, send. And if you listen to our episode, each scene will kind of be a reflection of that model, a win scene, a build scene, and a send scene for Pope John Paul II. Um, but yeah, this guy, thanks to his investment, he was a tailor, simple man, very unassuming, But he sent 10 guys to the priesthood, five to the diocesan priesthood and five to, I think, religious communities. But he's just a perfect example of how uh, we're all called to evangelize. We're all called to missionary discipleship and an unassuming disciple can create someone who impacts and changes the world for forever. I mean,
3: thank you guys so much for having us. And um, yeah, just encourage you to, if I could encourage you in anything, (coughs) come to know the saints and they will guide you and gut punch you when you need it and um if you want a really easy way to get to know them listen to our podcast you might like it amen to that yeah
2: subscribe for only forty four hundred dollars a month <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's that's the lowest level of membership yeah
1: <laughs> don't worry it's just it'll replace your college tuition <laughs> Alright, seriously,
3: without further ado
1: Yeah, so without further ado, here is St. Pope John Paul II
0: Round up the priests,
4: leave none behind Yes sir
1: May 23, 1941, World War II is ravaging Europe, and Nazi Germany occupies Poland. Catholics everywhere face the threat of death, 25% of religious men and women have been rounded up and transported to concentration camps. And the Gestapo are marching toward St. Stanislaw Koska in Debniki to round up more the small parish they're headed to is currently run by Salesian priests and lies in the suburb of Krakow.
2: Father Alexander, Father Boniface, they're coming! Yes, Mr. Tiranowski. We are aware that our time is quickly approaching. You must run! Please! You can hide in my attic! You can stay in the forest and I can bring you food! Something!
0: Anything! Jan. please.
2: Jan! Please! Allow me to help! Jan! You can help us by leading our youth to Christ. Jan, listen!
1: We have no one left to minister to their spiritual growth. They need you.
2: Father, they need you guys. You are priests, and I'm merely a tailor. A tailor, sure, but a potential saint, nonetheless. A saint. (laughs) If only the thought of speaking to a group makes my stomach turn inside out. Words are words. Let them into your life. Let them see your heart. That's how you impact them. Remember, it's not difficult to be a saint. Father, we don't have much time. Come on. Tell him, Father Boniface. Tell him. You must come with me. Yawn, if they wish to take us, they may take us. The Lord's will be done. We are entrusting these young men and women to you. Please, let us hear you give your word that you will guide them. Yes, Father. Yes, I will do as you ask. Very well. We lead them in strong and able hands. Quickly now, Father, grab the tabernacle and let us consume the Eucharist so they cannot harm our
4: Lord. Yes, hurry. Do not be afraid, Jan. The Lord will
1: help you. Jan Tarnowski was an unassuming man in his early 40s when he was tasked with the spiritual formation of the young people at St. Stanislaw Kostka Church. The youth detected his shyness and were very wary of him at first, some of them thinking he was quite peculiar. But Jan's authentic love of Christ, strong devotion to Mary, and mystical spirituality eventually won them over he established living rosary prayer groups, each led by a young man whom he would deeply invest in. Before investing in these men, however, he would work to establish trust and friendship with them.
3: Quickly, shut the door.
2: Excuse me. Sorry, sorry, pardon me.
1: Jan shuffled past the rows of seated people toward an empty seat. He took his mittens off, stuffed them in his coat pocket, and sat down. He made it just in time for one of his students' underground theatre performances. Because of the communist occupation, Polish citizens were forbidden from performing or attending theatre. However, one of Jan's students was part of an artistic resistance in order to continue Polish culture in secret. They would perform shows in people's living rooms, despite the fear of arrest for doing so.
3: Nobody saw you, did they?
1: No, 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 no. I made sure of it.
3: Good, good. Well, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for gathering tonight. You have braved the threats of totalitarian cruelty by being here. And on behalf of the cast, we thank you dearly. After the performance, remember to leave in staggered order. Groups draw attention, so please remain in pairs. But enough of the fear. Tonight we are Polish, and we are proud to be so. So settle in as we perform a Polish classic, The Wedding, by Stanislaw Wiespianski.
1: The lights dimmed to black before slowly fading up again. Jan watched as his student took center stage.
4: So, what's new in politics, sir? Haven't the Chinese answered yet? You too, farmer... Have a heart, Chinese, Chinese, all day long. You're a politician. (laughs) I've had my quota up to here. It's interesting all the same. Then read the papers if you must. I doubt you know where China is. Hmm, I dare say. It's a long way off. But what you gents don't realize is...
1: Jan laughed and cried throughout the play as his students gave a heartfelt performance. He felt a surge of Polish pride rise in him. He thanked God for his country. After the show, as the first handful of people left in twos,
2: Jan went up to his student. Great show there, good sir. Thank you, Jan. You have a natural gift. I couldn't take my eyes off of you.
4: Uh, gifted or loud, it can be deceiving which one it is. <laughs>
2: It's remarkable, your ability to keep character despite tanks literally rolling around outside. Yes, well, if we don't have our past, we will never have our future. Hmm. Carol, I want to invite you to be a leader for one of our living rosary prayer groups. Oh, wow. I'm honored. Uh, sure. Yes. Um, what what all does that entail? Well... It entails boldness and courage, much like you showed tonight. It entails strength and charity, much like you showed me in getting to know you. And most importantly, Carol, it entails a willingness to follow the Lord wherever he leads you. I want that. Great. We meet tomorrow, three o'clock. Bring your rosary. At the church? No, 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 at this address. I'm excited, Carol. The Lord's gonna do big things with you if you just allow him to. Thank you, thank you very much.
1: Good day, sir. Jan walked across the street, acting casual as German tanks drove by. He tipped his cap toward them when he made eye contact with an officer. The officer nodded in return. With time, Jan and Carol's friendship grew. Jan taught Carol how to lead his living rosary group well. He took him under his wing and showed him how to prioritize prayer, lead a group effectively, and what holiness looks like. Jan would host Carol and a few other young men at his apartment regularly, and they would all discuss their individual paths to sainthood.
2: How's your prayer life doing, Carol?
4: It is, uh... It is? I'm not sure. Pretty rough, honestly. But I, but I'm still showing up. I'm 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 clinging to what you taught me that Saint John of the Cross said: never give up prayer. And should you find dryness and difficulty, persevere in it for this very reason.
2: Mm, yes, he's brilliant, isn't he? I really
4: enjoy reading him. Thank you for sharing it with me. Of course.
2: But do you remember the second half of that quote? <laughs> no, I. I don't guess they do. God often desires to see what love your soul has, and love is not tried by ease and satisfaction. <sighs> yeah, I remember. The fact that you're persevering shows great love, Carol. I'm proud of you. That is a skill that will fuel the rest of your life. I assure you of that. Thank you, Jan.
1: One of Jan's student leaders, Carol Voitiwa would meet frequently with him to discuss the Carmelite great, St. John of the Cross, and how to go deeper with the Lord. Jan loved Kettle's enthusiasm for the faith, and raw honesty in his struggles.
2: Okay, that's good. You're fighting for prayer. What else? Well, to be
4: honest, I, I feel uneasy being the leader of a living rosary group when I'm not even sold on the benefit of the rosary. To me, I'm afraid the devotion to mary could distract from from my relationship with christ
2: fair i hear you do you agree with me <laughs> no
0: <laughs> okay then
2: the more we love jesus the more we want to know and love those whom he loved don't you think jesus loved his own mother carol yes or do you think he was like hey thanks for the birth see you on the other side <laughs> all right i see i see what you're saying Great, last week I gave you some good Carmelite reads, this week I give you this
4: Louis Montfort, total consecration to Jesus through
2: Mary. It's a game changer, we will talk about it next week. Wonderful. Let's close in a prayer, in the name of the Father and of the Son.
1: Jan's encouragement and direction gave the young Karol Wojtyła what he needed to fall in love with Jesus. His doubts began to fade away. His willingness to pray increased. He frequented daily Mass to receive the Eucharist as often as possible. He trusted Jan when he told him that the Lord wanted to use him for big things. Unfortunately, shortly after working with Jan, Carol's father passed away. Jan's guidance bore even more weight in his life, and when he really needed to confide in someone, he knew he could trust Jan.
4: Carol! I, um, I hope it's okay. I stopped by unannounced.
2: Please. Can I make you something to drink?
4: No, no.
2: Tea. Tea. Water, even? I'm good. Thank you, Jan. Well, take a seat. What can I do you for?
4: I... I want your opinion on a a private matter. Of course. That's why I'm here. (sighs) I'm scared. You have a friend in me, Carol. Okay. I'm... thinking about... the priesthood.
2: Oh... (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful, Carol. Goodness, you scared me. That's nothing to fear. Nothing to fear? No, goodness no. You'd make a wonderful priest. Thank you.
4: I guess it's scary because I want to do the Lord's will.
2: But how can you ever be certain? Hmm, yes. It takes trust to follow God's will. It has to be a step of faith. And our certainty comes from our inability to outdo his will. You can't outdo the Lord, Carol. If you're truly striving for him, he will lead you. Hmm. I appreciate that, Jan.
4: So, do you think I should join the seminary? Well, does the idea of it bring you peace?
2: Yes, it does. It really does. Then yes, I think you would be wonderful. Just wonderful. But that's just me, Carol.
1: Carol entered the seminary shortly after confiding in Jan. Indeed, he ended up wearing a collar around his neck when he was ordained on All Saints Day in 1946, confirming it was the Lord's will for him to become a priest. He then became Archbishop of Krakow, and even later on became the Pope. He changed his name to Pope John Paul II, and he helped tackle communism, lead the Church into the 21st century, and pave the way for millions of Christians to become holier. He became one of the greatest saints of all time thanks to this one Taylor's investment. Jan Taranowski is proof that no matter how shy, no matter how incapable, no matter how small we feel, our impact on someone can change the face of the world. We just have to be willing to become friends with someone, invest in their spiritual life, and encourage them on their path to sainthood.
0: Join Dr. Sri and Curtis Martin this Lenten season to rediscover the scripture and dive deeply into the one story that truly matters, the story of salvation. Please join us for this online experience that begins January 23rd. This study of scripture will be like no other. Visit focus.org and click on the registration button to sign up. We can't wait to see you there. Thanks for listening, friends. For more content from this podcast, click the link in the episode description. Join these podcasters and many others as we encounter Jesus at Seek 23, January the 2nd through the 6th. For more information and to register, visit seek.focus.org.